Rules are meant to be helpful. That's right, they're meant to be helpful and keep us out of trouble. So why is it that some rules actually get us into trouble? Well, listen in because we're about to tell you. Welcome to the show. Five, four, three, two, one, lift off. Two women, one mission to break through the BS of business, money, and mindset so you can live the life you desire and deserve sooner. Join Colleen Longdon and Ray Brent as they keep breaking through the BS. Buckle up and hold on to your aura. Enjoy the ride. G'day listeners, this is Pauline Longdon and Ray Brent and welcome back to Breaking Through the BS. Wow, it's good to be back. It certainly is, Pauline. It seems like it's been, I don't know, a week? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, about a week. Yeah, about that. We're pretty regular actually. We are. Breaking Through the Bowels. (laughs) Anyone would be happy to have, you know, things that were that regular. Not really bowels that were that regular though. That wouldn't be very good. Weekly. No, weekly not, bowel movements. No. Not, not not good enough and not recommended. No, no. But um, what is with all this poo talk recently? I, I don't know. I don't know. Must be the fact that your comedy routine skit on Facebook's had over 1,200 views. Yeah, I'm popular in to 1,200 people. Wow. <laughs> anyway, uh, I've been embarrassed in front of 1,200 and something people. But anyway, so... Your first and your final performance. Yeah, probably my final performance. As it's, a stand-up comedian. Yep, that's right. Alrighty, so Ray, we have a great show today. We've got a very interesting topic, and that's not just because I think it is. It, it is an interesting topic. It is a very interesting topic, Pauline, and it's not because you came up with it either. Oh, well, there is that. It's, I would have said that it's a genius topic, but anyway, it is, it's interesting. So let's not muck around any longer. No, let's get into it. We are talking about rules. <gasps> but we're not just talking about, you know, the whole thing of rules are meant to be broken and all that sort of stuff, because I'm I'm pretty much, I will follow rules if rules make sense. Yeah, and if they get you to your objective. Yeah, because really rules make us safe a lot of the time. So there are some rules that have got a really good purpose in life. Some rules are just stupid. And, and some are created out of years of testing and measuring. Yeah. And so why not leverage off someone else's stupidity? that they've gone through the heartache. Exactly. I mean, I am a rule respecter. Hey, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, I'm a copywriter. I make up words. But yeah, I am a rule respecter. And yet there are sometimes you rules could, You could do the power of, um, power of three there, the real rule. <laughs> <laughs> How about no? Because that's like trying to way too hard. <laughs> it yeah. is. Tongue-tied. You're trying to make your words work too hard. Peter Piper pecked a yeah, there we go. So anyway, you actually missed what I said. I said, because <laughs> oh, in my box, <laughs> you were entertaining yourself and probably the listeners while I was trying to say something important. Good on you. <laughs> so um, stick to the rules, I say. Yeah. Anyway, so what I was saying that rules are basically there to keep us safe and out of trouble but sometimes they are the very things that get us into trouble so this is what happens when bum 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 rules go wrong 
Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. There's an alliteration there, Ray. You can tell who the copywriter is, all right? So, <laughs> I'm the editor. <laughs> yeah, rules go, go wrong. wrong. <laughs> all right, so um, let's talk about when rules go wrong. So uh, we, we were talking today when we were thinking about, you know, what we we're going to talk about on this show about, you know, there are rules that are, you know, antiquated and horribly outdated and, you know, but people just ignore them rather than fixing them. For example, in New South Wales, which is a state in Australia, they used to have the rule when cars came out that a person had to walk so many feet in front of a car with a flag and wave so the pedestrians... Yeah, so the pedestrians could get out of their way and stay safe. Yeah, but I think it was up until like the late 1990s or the early 2000s that that rule was still in place. It was totally antiquated, but it was still there. So here's the thing about that kind of a rule. Do we still follow it because it's a rule and it's like, well, my goodness, it was actually law. Do we still follow it or do we actually look at it and go, you know, that does that's not relevant and it doesn't relate to modern day life? Yes, I know. I just use my favorite two words in the world, relevant and relatable. <laughs> that's like my mantra for everything that I do in life, especially when it comes to copywriting and marketing. So... These rules were antiquated. They no longer work in this modern world, so they're just totally ignored. Yeah, so they didn't adapt and overcome Yeah, and change with the, the changing times. Yeah, and so when people say, you know, you've got to stick to the rules, what rules are they talking about? You know, as I said, I'm a rule respecter, and at the same time, I like to analyse if there are actually rules that could be bent a little bit or even ignored because they're just stupid rules. Someone has made up a rule that doesn't work, and it never worked, and it was, and it wasn't even that. It's like that. Um, I, I used to call it Chinese whispers, but I'm afraid that someone might say that that's in, culturally insensitive because you know Chinese people are accurate when they whisper. So that's you know I don't want to offend mm. people. So let's just call them misheard lyrics. That when someone hears something that they think is correct, then they spread it, then it becomes a rule, and then everyone else follows it, then where that rule was made out of a misinterpretation. True. Such as, in copywriting, we talk about words that we shouldn't use in copy. And the, the, there's a, a list of them, and there's probably about, I don't know, 9, 10, 11, words that you wouldn't use in copy and don't worry when I first first started copy um and, and learning copy I wouldn't say them I wouldn't write them in my copy and you know what I look at that copy now and I can tell exactly the words that I was trying not to write because instead of not saying one word I'd written five other words just to try to explain myself around the absence of that word one of the words on the do not ever use list is the word that that is correct but the thing is the rule was never um don't you ever ever not use a that in your copy don't ever use the word that in your copy right um it was don't use superfluous that's which is different which is way different because a superfluous that is just a that that you're putting in for the sake of it being there because you're lazy, too lazy to take it out. And, and the people are too lazy because another uh, one of the rules that we do respect is to read your copy out loud. Yeah. And when you read 
copy out loud and you read the that, sometimes you go, actually, that sentence would still make sense yes. if I took that word out. Correct. But when the rule should not be applied is when you take the word that out and the sentence no longer makes sense. Yep. So what people have done is with a broad brush, they have banned the use of the word that. Banished. Banished. From the kingdom. Exactly. The and kingdom I'm, of And I'm copy. seeing copy all over the internet right now, Facebook and all the social media, where I don't know, I think these copywriters are, are learning all from the same person that has got it out against the word that. Well, I reckon we should liberate the word that. Bring back the that. Bring back the that. Just use it naturally. I mean, hey, that that also comes into play. Um, I can't think of who it was, but you'll be able to tell me. I will. That said, learn the rules like a master, so you can break them like an artist. Or Picasso. Words to that effect. Yeah, and it was Picasso, exactly. Because when Picasso started to learn to paint, he painted like the impressionists and and from from the artists from the Renaissance. He actually. His art looked very much like Rembrandt when he was 16 years old. Yeah, a teenager. I know. He was like a freaky genius. But he learned those rules and then he then went into all of his different types of art that he did and he mastered cubism and all that sort of stuff. So, But you're right, Ray. You can only break the rules when you've been able to learn them. And master them. And master them. And this is what I'm saying is there are so many copywriters out there just listening blindly to these so-called rules that aren't actually rules. Other words that you're not allowed to use is the word thing. Well, I see thing all the time and I say thing all the time. The person that I'm writing to says thing all the time. And that's the whole issue here is natural speech patterns, normal language and uh, just connection with your audience yeah and using the words that they use yeah you don't want to talk above them exactly you you want to actually create a sense of conversation that they're enticed into having with you Mm. and even the word but b-u-t that is a word and I just said that because we say that when we talk in a general conversation. I'm not gonna just not. I'm not gonna stop saying it because some person said you can't use it in your copy. We all use the word that when we have a general conversation. It's like just back off, Jacko. Leave the words alone. You know? <laughs> but um, we all talk about the word but that, and then with um NLP or neuro linguistic programming, programming, we talk about that the when you use the word but and negates everything that comes before it. But there's a craft in using a but in your copy, in your writing, that maybe you are actually intentionally negating everything that you said before it. Yeah, because you're identifying a problem and then you're going, hang on, don't worry about that because I've got the solution. Yeah, but, you know, you could continue to suffer through your life and get nowhere, but there's another alternative you could use. That's exactly what you're doing. So what one of my mentors, um, my favourite mentor in the world, Paris, says, if you're going to use these words, use them on purpose. Know exactly why you're doing it. And also the other thing is, like on the reverse side of that very same coin, if you're not going to use words, know why you're not going to use them. Don't use them just because you've been banned or you've been told that they're bad words. Hey, and that comes into last week's episode when we talked about the different types of roles in copy. 
mm-hmm. you've got the creative, then you've got the copyright, the writer, mm-hmm. and then you've got the editor. Because mm-hmm. the editor can then go in and say, hey, you should be using the word that and but here yeah. or get them out of there. Yeah. Why did you write the word which instead of that? Or my favourite, because I use it <laughs> yeah. and you tell me off all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I say, whilst I was out and about in town today... But whom were you talking to, Ray? <laughs> like, just use, like, usual language. I mean, there is grammatically correct. We get that. And the thing is, with a copywriter, we will always favour conversational language over grammatically correct. Yeah, and we need to move with the times. I need to get out of Tasmania and <laughs> out of the last century. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we've got things like FOMO and YOLO and things, you know, I I don't always love using those words, but, you know, if that's, they're the words that my audience or the people that I'm writing to are using, then use them, but use them genuinely and make sure that there's an authenticity to it. You're not just trying to be this, you know, hip and happening old grandma and... With grey hair. (laughs) Well, back off, Jacko. Like, (laughs) I can't help it. I ran out of toner and that's my story and I'm sticking to it. So with the rules of copywriting, know that they're there for a reason and analyse and see if that reason is still relevant and, yeah. and relates to you. We'll start to question things. Yeah, exactly. Things. There's things, another word. Exactly. Like, and there's think, 10 things you should know about copywriting. <laughs> <laughs> should I put that in a link at the bottom of the show page? That's right. Um, Maybe not. 10 things that annoy me about copywriting. <laughs> Number one. No. Um the next one I was going to talk about is um, marketing, the rules of marketing. There are so many rules that people have made along the way that those, those shalt not, blah, blah, blah. One of the things is that, uh, well, just thinking about the way copy and the way marketing has changed from an offline world onto an online world, well, one of the things that uh, people used to say all the time, like religiously, is that When you write a letter or, you know, a marketing piece, always make sure that you have a PS on it. Well, the thing about a PS is when you've just got a single piece of paper in your hand, you can just, you get it out of the envelope, you've got it in your hand, you look at, okay, so dear John, okay, so who's this from? You flip over that piece of paper, you look down the bottom and it says, from Frank Arkenarkle. And, and then it got, it's got PS, by the way, I wanted to, blah. So that, you know, in those days and in that circumstance, the PS was usually the second to the third most read thing after your headline. Yep. So, and that's been tested. I'm not going to argue about that. And that would be a stupid thing for me to do because people with more money than me have tested it within an inch of its life and proven that that's the way of the land that PS's work on offline stuff physical paper because the fact of the matter is now with readership paths on digital media or online or online as it's called yeah so think about this you've got your iPhone or you've got your tablet or your mobile mobile device let's just call it a mobile device because then we're brand you know negative unless you know Apple wants to sponsor this podcast (laughs) and I'll say pod um iPad till the cows come home but um so um interrupted myself so the thing is that the did you have a brain fart yeah I did did you hear it no, I you did. smelt it. I though. smelt it. Oh, yeah, yes. thank goodness this is radio. <laughs> Shush. 
So what happened was the readership path changed. We can't pick up a piece of paper. We can't pick up our iPad and just flip it over and see, you know, who it's from. And then uh, if there's a PS. So the PS is no longer the second um, thing that someone reads when they pick up your sales letter. Because they've got to scroll copious amounts of time to get to the bottom. Exactly. And so we've got to be aware of these old rules that maybe no longer fit. And so have some common sense about it. And as you would always say, common sense is not common. Yep. And the other thing that you say is test and measure. Yep. To know, you know, you can do um, readership, you know, hot um, heat maps of screens and that and see where people actually go. Yeah. I mean, they're really good for desktops. Mm-hmm. But when you go onto the mobile. Exactly. It's different, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So think about it though. And, and also, so we've done the PS. So PS is good. I mean, I do it on my emails out of interest sake, but, um, and people have been trained and know that I drop some really good little knowledge nuggets in the in the PSs at the end of my So they email. need to keep reading. Because they're usually the afterthought of like, oh, man, I meant to put this in, but I ran out of time. And that's that's kind of what the PS was all about, was that afterthought. Oh, I forgot to, you know, do this. But as for um, that they're important and you have to have them on your digital online marketing assets, I don't think that, that you do. And in fact, I know a lot of the top marketers that don't put them on their emails and they don't put them on their sales letters because people don't read them because they don't think about it. They don't scroll from the top down to the bottom and then back up to the top. Usually what people will do is they'll scroll down, then they're off the page. So don't expect them to read your PS and maybe don't even want them to read your PS until the end because if they've scrolled down there first, they don't like what they see, they're out of there. So just capture them at the top with everything that you need. Another thing that people would say is that you don't have your buy buttons very early in your marketing piece, like in your um, sales letter or sales page, because you need to introduce the offer, you need to do this and all that sort of stuff. That's fine. If you're reading on a desktop, you can scroll down and, you know, the, the screen's bigger and everything's better. But I was reading a sales letter recently and no joke, Ray, I actually lost lost count well, you, of how many times I scrolled with my thumb. You almost got RSI of your thumb. I did, yeah, exactly. Um, and I still, and I wanted the thing, and I, I, after I think maybe about 50 times of scrolling with my thumb, I just went, you know what, I'm out of here. If they're going to make it hard for me to buy, then um, I'm out of here. I had the money, I had the desire. I just didn't have the freaking patience. Yeah. I think that also comes into knowing your audience Mm -hmm. also because um, if you're sending your offer out to your own list that actually knows and trusts and likes you, I mean, most of them, they're going to be biting at the bit to to push the buy button as soon as you go, hey, guys, I've got something for sale. Yeah, well, that's that's the states of awareness and levels of sophistication. Yeah. If I could say it, it would be sophisticated. <laughs> uh, the le- levels of sophistication that Eugene Schwartz talks about in um, Breakthrough Bre- Advertising. And, I mean, that's imperative for every marketer and copywriter to know about because then you're actually pitching at the right level and you're putting the right amount of copy and effort into what you're selling 
you're right exactly right but these people are going crazy yeah but you're also changing your message to because of the levels of sophistication and to your different types of lists that you'll change your message to people that are hot and heavy ready to buy as soon as you say hey i've got something Mm -hmm. to someone who's only recently got on your list and doesn't really know you to oh i've just rented this list and no one knows anything about me or this dude's just um gonna spam me oh no no i was gonna say this this guy's an affiliate so he's gonna mail to his list that he's got the relationship with yeah but he's gonna try to sell me well i'm I'm an unknown to that person yeah so rules like that need to be revisited and understood and know why they were put there in the first place and then they've changed. Yeah, adapt and overcome to the modern times. Exactly, exactly right. But you still have to test and measure. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then um, the other the other area I wanted to talk about was rules in mindset because you and I have done a, a whole lot of work on that, haven't we? Yeah, well, we've really had to to unbrainwash ourselves from the military. Yeah, thank goodness for that. You so know? that we're kind of like, humans now yeah there's nothing wrong, 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 wrong with me <laughs> I did it did it did it did a good job um but anyway so when we were doing our mindset stuff and we were learning nlp as i said um neuro-linguistic programming and things like that um and some of the healing modalities that we learned and helped me to get out of depression uh people would say you know it's so funny don't use the word not it's like, well, you do know that there's a not in don't, don't you? Yeah, well, shut up. Just do what I say, <laughs> not what I do kind of thing. <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, um, those, those shout not, say the word not. And then there's, uh, what's the other one? Um, don't say the word try. And there's a whole host of them, you know, that are really apparently very negative words. Well, the, the thing is, and you have to have a positive mindset and, these are kind of like rules of thumb, but they're still rules regardless. And the thing about it is that with these Tom, rules... Don't focus on the negative. Oh, yeah. But you just said don't, so I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, just to let the listeners know, the whole issue with the word not is that the subconscious mind doesn't recognize it. So if you say do not focus or don't focus on the negative, you're really saying do focus on the negative. That's that's the in joke. So now that you're in the in crowd, you can laugh at it. I'll just give you a moment. <laughs> okay, then you can laugh now. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, because people say don't focus on the negative mm-hmm. because you'll get stuck there. But my um, reorg to that mm-hmm is that you need to focus on it to start with so you can identify the issue so then you can actually find the solution to get out of it. Exactly. You have to identify and honour what the problem is and before you can identify a solution. Exactly. Because you'll never find a solution to a problem that you never knew existed. You don't go to the doctor and go, oh, doc, there's something wrong with me. Oh, well, you know, uh, what's going on? Oh, just, you know, I'm not allowed to focus on it so um i'm not going to tell you what's wrong well actually pauline is it that great big like metal stake sticking out of your butt you know that you know um while you're gardening you you know hurt yourself well could could be that but i didn't i'm not allowed to focus on it so i can't tell you what it is yeah you just wouldn't do it it's a bit stupid stupid really stupid if i say it like that but when people say oh don't focus on the negative you know what's wrong with you and even when i had depression it was you know 
get you know, stop saying the word not and stop saying the word try and stop stop shooting all over yourself yeah. because it's me- messy and that <laughs> and that also comes into um, our wordplay of draining the swamp yeah because we said it before Trump yep, did of that's course. right we'll just remind everyone of that that's, that's it and it's a case of getting it out of your head where it's just spinning around mm-hmm. growing like a, a snowball effect yeah by getting it out and verbalizing it that's when you have the conscious awareness that hey that's a crap idea mm-hmm. it's like what was that doing in my head taking up space exactly yeah and, and I, that's when you can go is this serving me or is this harming me if it's harming me it's kick, out of there. kick it out bye felicia evict it <laughs> bye felicia <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, the thing—the thing with mindset—is that there's there's a lot of rules, but um, maybe they're not for you. And trying to fit into these rules is actually doing your head in it. Because I I can speak of this from experience. I used to judge myself very harshly with my negative self-talk, and it's like, "We just shut up. You're not supposed to be so negative. Don't be so negative. Don't be so negative." Which really said, "Be so negative." Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's it's like there are so many rules in life and, that yeah. And, and I was going through a stage where, because we were doing the same courses, that I was coming down on you as well. Going, "Why are you being so negative?" That's as, right. I still liked you, Ray. I did. I thank you for you, that. I knew you were nice. Yeah, you knew I'd come good eventually. <laughs> Yep, yep. Okay, but um, yeah. that comes down to just me honouring you and allowing you to get those horrible thoughts out of your head, yeah. drain the swamp, get them out on the on the table so we could look at them and see what the actual causes were yeah. so then we could actually fix them. But you, all you were doing, though, were applying the rules that you'd been told yep. in order to have this... Ab- fantastically abundant like successful life so there was no harm in what you were doing well there could have been but there just just wasn't going around the wrong way yeah you were just going with the rules and as we said at the beginning of the show this is when rules go wrong when people just follow them blindly blindly without understanding the magnitude of of what's going on what's the uh, the old army saying Thumb up, bum, mind in neutral. Yep, that's exactly. <laughs> or fat, dumb, and happy. Well, I'm a little bit fat, but I'm definitely not dumb. No, I'm happy. And you're becoming happier yeah, every I'm day. Getting happier every day. Yeah, that's the that's the goal. So I hope you like our little discussion on rules. And I'm not saying to break the rules willy nilly and just be stupid about it. What I'm just saying is just have an awareness that sometimes the rules are actually not helping you. I mean, I had one of my mentees that had come from another copywriting teacher, and the copywriting teacher's pretty good, and um, they just told them, you, they shout not, use the word, that, that, blah, 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 a great big list of words. And I was reading his copy, and I said to him, what's going on here? Why are you not using the word that? And you, um, why are you using the word however instead of but? That Although people think that you can use them interchangeably they are different words they mean something so different different energy to them as well yeah exactly and there's a lot more words uh, letters in however so (laughs) anyway so there's that if you're getting paid by the letter that's not too bad you you use the word (laughs) however instead of but but um you know let's not demonize things so yeah just look at the rules that you 
accept into your life and just know that somehow maybe they're not as accurate or as useful as perhaps you once thought. Yeah, and and as the old saying go, do everything in moderation. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening in. Hope you enjoyed the show. We did. Yeah, and once again, if you have any thoughts or any topics that you want us to discuss and give you our perspective on, yeah, we'll please we'll, write in. We'll discuss anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Bye for now. Bye for now. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Come on over to BreakingThroughTheBS.com. That's BreakingThroughTheBS.com. And that's where you'll find all the episodes and all of the show notes. And remember, if you like the show, subscribe and leave a review. And let all your friends know about Breaking Through the BS. We'll catch you at the next show. Bye for now. Bye for now.